I missed up and up and in and I accidentally hit them. Um, they can think what they want over there in their locker room, but it is what it is. And that's really all I got. Oh, no, guy. Everybody said the right thing, but Berecki hit uh, Kiermaier and possible suspension in a 7-1 loss to the Rays. Let's get more on that. Rob Longley is here from the Toronto Sun. Rob, how are you today, sir? Hey, good, Jim. Uh, plenty to talk about. This is a fun time yeah. of year. Started out with a data card slip-up, which is a Seinfeld uh, episode, really. Um, and then it was Agua under the bridge. And then, well, uh, things got out of control, and everybody said the right thing. But what what is the fallout here? I mean, we're we looking at suspensions. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how MLB handles it. You know, at this point of the season, um, with really, you know, let's let's get let's get right down to it. It's no harm, no foul for either side. So. I would suspect that maybe they'd weigh in with with some token fines in, in this incident. Uh, probably Baraki, maybe maybe Charlie Montoya, maybe Pete Walker. But it, to me, it would be a stretch in terms of punishment to to have any any suspensions at this point. And that clip we heard off the top wasn't that great, Baraki. I mean, I, I rewatched yeah. it multiple times this morning, and what a magician he he was to to sort of keep the smile off of his face as he was as he was <laughs> giving his explanation. Well, I mean, there, I mean, there's two uh, Academy Award-winning performances. The the Baraki one is one. Kiermaier, actually, uh, when you slow down the the footage of him realizing there's a card, a data card right in front of him, the look on his face as he grabs it and then looks over his shoulder to see if anybody sees it, and then when you see him squeak into the dugout and casually hand the card to, I don't know who it was, dude in the hoodie, who then quickly slips it in the pouch of the hoodie. I mean, it, it is Seinfeld-esque, is it not? It really is, and then for him to for Kiermaier to express outrage afterwards that people are making a big deal of it. I mean, just by his actions, he made a big deal of it. it, it first of all, it was like he, a kid in a candy store seeing the seeing the prize uh, sitting in front of him, and then, like you said, making sure nobody saw him pick it up, and then very uh, suspiciously giving it to a to a, a, a staff member in the dugout. I mean, it was it was Academy Award all the way. Yeah, absolutely. And then we have Agua under the bridge, and, and apparently it, it wasn't. But So let's go back to what happened with Baraki yesterday. I mean, is that a, a part of that is, is the data card, but another part of it is frustration on, on the, I guess, very negotiable strike zone over three days, right? Yeah, I think we certainly saw that in, in the reaction of pitching coach Pete Walker. I mean, when he came out of the uh, dugout and er- erupted the way that he did last night, it was I think it was as much to do with what happened in, in that incident as what we saw with the very liberal interpretation of the strike zone over the three-game series in, in, in Tampa Bay. Um, you know the, the way it was, the way Barucki handled it. I, I, I didn't really mind it. I mean, I think I think the the Rays, if they were being honest, they had to know that something was coming. The fact that Kiermaier was up in in, the, in his last at bat in the eighth inning in a seven-one ball game. I mean, there probably wasn't a person in the stadium that didn't expect something at that point. And what was it? A ninety-three mile an hour fastball to the back. Maybe not even that hard. It was. You know, all things considered, in, in in terms of you know beating ball players in baseball, this this was was pretty mild and pretty expected. So, but it certainly added a lot of drama to it. And and what it, where it will really add drama is in two weeks if these two teams uh, are to meet in the in the American League divisional round. Yeah, I mean that was what you came out of it was. Oh, something's opened up here, and, and you you actually can't wait to see it, can you? Yeah, I mean. Rivalries are what makes sports great to watch for fans, for players, for everybody. And it, it, it makes for good television. It makes for good intrigue. And, you know, um, 
for so many years, we've, we've thought of the Jays' principal rivals being the Red Sox and, and especially the Yankees. But the Rays are as well. I mean, the Rays have had their number for so many years, and they beat them in the playoffs last year. Now you add this layer on top of it, and I think it's, uh, it, it's really a, it really adds a lot of intrigue to what is, what, what is going to be a rather interesting final two weeks of the season. Okay, let's, so let's scrape away the uh, the obvious, uh, the humorous stuff and, and get to uh, yesterday, obviously, with Ryu out, uh, a missed opportunity there. Uh, and for whatever ails him, obviously the, the uh, ensemble cast could not get it done. They got tagged for, what, a six spot in, in the third. So nobody was looking for that to happen, but it did. So uh, let's talk about the Ryu missing effect. It, obviously, it, it made a dent. Yeah, Jim, this is, this is, this is to, to me, the real big story out of this series is with Ryu on the injured list and before going on the injured list, uh, coming off of two terrible outings, probably the worst of his career, certainly the worst since 2019. It really leaves a hole in the Blue Jays rotation and uh, the part of their team that had been a real strength over the last month and a half. And when we're getting to this point of the season, when we're getting towards must win territory, you know, they were really hoping that they could do the raise thing yesterday and go with it with an opener and sort of a bullpen day. And, and, and the wheels fell off as soon as Ross Stripling came in the game. Um, that's three bad outings in a row for him. He's sort of their designated long man. They thought that maybe they'd get three or four innings out of him, and and now they don't have that. They don't have that as an option. So we'll see what develops with Ryu if he comes off of the injured list. But even even when that happens, there's going to be some concern as to whether he's going to be able to return to the, his form from earlier in the summer. Um, and there's not, not a whole lot of optimism of that happening right now which essentially leaves them with only four reliable arms in the rotation. Um, you can shorten a rotation for a playoff series, but you have to have that rotation in full working order to get to the playoffs. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Charlie Montoyo and Pete Walker do uh, in terms of filling out those starts for the remainder of the season. So big opportunity for the Jays tonight in Minnesota. They, they race, they're, they're a half game out now, and obviously after tonight it won't be a half anymore because they'll all have nine games left. So when you look at the Jays' final ten games and look into the crystal ball, what do you see? Well, you'd, you'd like to think that they have to win pretty much seven of them, six at worst, which means they can't afford to lose a series. And I think you really have to win three or four this weekend against Minnesota. Because that's that showdown at the Rogers Center next uh, next week with the Yankees, a three game series there. That that may be the one that decides it all. Um, if one team were to sw- to sweep that series, and they would have a serious upper hand going into the final weekend of the series. So really, I think you got to go three and one against Minnesota, probably two to one, two and one minimum against the Yankees, and see where you're at going into that final series against the Orioles on on, on the last weekend. Um, but yeah, so if they go three one two one two one, they're likely going to be in. But there's no gimmies this time of year, and we've seen it with the Twins. I mean, obviously their record is one amongst the poorer teams in, in, in the league in the American League, but. Um, they can score runs, you know, and all, all you, you need to do is get them, see them get hot for a game or two, and then they could really tighten the screws on the Jays a little bit. But this is what we all want, right? This is meaningful September, late September yep. baseball, and uh, three teams in a race like this, it's, it's really, really a, a great thing for baseball. Yeah, and I think also because they lost the series in Tampa, you'd look at the losses and, and, and maybe be a little harsh on them. But this is just a, sort of Major League Baseball's 162-game schedule, evening things out, things that would have worked when they were really hot didn't work in this series, and that's just the way it is. And there's not much you can do about it other than move forward and follow the road map that you've, you've, you've told us right there. I mean, I don't look too much into the Tampa loss. Do you? No, not at all. I mean, 
you nailed it, Jim. Like, people tend to read too much into one or two games of 162. And obviously there's more focus on them at this, at this point of the season. But the Jays had won eight series, uh, one or tied eight consecutive series. This is their first loss in the series since, since sometime in early August. And, and, you know, against a team like Tampa, that's, that's going to happen. Um, they're 16 and four or something like, like that in September right now. They're like, this team is red hot still. They, they have, you know, they haven't lost two games in a row since some, at some point in August. Um, losing a series to, to Tampa certainly loses a, uh, leaves a bit of a mark. But uh, we can't, uh, we, you know, it's, uh, they have a chance to make up for it against sort of lesser opponents. And then with the three, the three more important series are the ones against the Yankees, against the Orioles, and, and against the Twins. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Rob. Thanks very much for your time. Appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, Jim. Anytime. That's Rob Longley, Blue Jays reporter for the Toronto Sun. Going to uh, flip over to the Tampa Bay Times reporter, Mark Tompkins, very shortly. Uh, so this is, I mean, there is some humor to it. Agua under the bridge, apparently not. Uh, and I'm going to call that Agua under the bridge guy. Uh, but, you know, nobody said, here's your card back. So that's sort of the, uh, well, we get into all the reaction. I, I guess it's okay to pick up somebody's information and and uh, and then take it as opposed to sign stealing. So I'm, I'm a little lost on that one, but I'm, I'm not a baseball guy. So that was okay. Uh, the hitting... Uh, uh, you know the the batter Baraki on, on Kiermaier, uh universally condemned by a lot of people in Major League Baseball because of what it could have uh, what could have happened out of that. There could have been a brawl on, on the diamond, and somebody could have been injured, um, and there could be suspensions. And, and quite frankly, there's a, you know a complaint. Steve Phillips said that that maybe uh, the manager Montoyo should have pulled everybody aside and said D- don't even bother doing that because of, of what could come out of it. But 